Welcome to the first edition of the Grey Area Podcast with myself, Jeff Wright, aka Pressure, Sam KDC and ASC. We've come together to put together this podcast to give you a kind of a blueprint of what Grey Area is to us. Grey Area is a sound that has been kind of coming together through the music that Sam and James and Inna and a few other people have made over the years kind of wanted to have this so it's like a blueprint for the sound and some talk along with it to explain the genesis of it and how we feel it's developing and to essentially so you can hear a bunch of the music at once and understand better what grey area is and what it isn't. We figured the best way to do this is we've all done uh, our own sections for this mix with our version of Grey Area and each person will introduce his section of the mix and talk about what he feels Grey Area is to him musically and ideologically. So James, tell us what you think Grey Area is. Okay, um, well Grey Area to me is well, pretty much what the name says is a grey area within music and which is what we've kind of created over the last two or three years now it's unclassified music that has loose ties to several genres but doesn't really fit with them we've come to a point now where we've got a group of like artists and labels that are all pushing a similar kind of vibe and and now we've we've come to the point where I, myself um, an auxiliary have teamed up with samurai and launched the grey area label to to kick things off for me it's it's a, it's a lot about the vibe of the track and also not so much um not so much the tempo or anything like that but i would say structurally it's about fitting stuff that shouldn't be at this uh, tempo into a tempo so it doesn't sound like that tempo i think something we need to clear up as well as a lot of people seem to think that music that's got a drum and bass beat fits into the grey area kind of context which it doesn't no it definitely does not drum and bass has got nothing to do with this other than the roots of where we've all come from the, the music is almost a reaction to not not like a a strong negative reaction but it's like trying to create something of your own separate to that we've all had this issue where the music put out and make is put into drum and bass no matter what it actually sounds like so if you make something and it's just got no ties to drum and bass at all except maybe the tempo it gets really kind of confusing that people still call it drum and bass so i think with the gray area stuff people would be really reaching to call it drum and bass the other way to look at that as well is if you were a hardcore drum and bass fan and you were looking for like new music and you kind of came across something on gray area and it was like listed on a shop as drum and bass that you'd be like what the fuck is this this is not drum and bass it seems really obvious to me now when I get a tune that's grey area, you wouldn't be able to mix it with drum and bass. It'll sound off when you mix it with drum and bass. That tells you straight away that it's not something that fits in with that genre. And the first mix in the first grey area podcast is from ASC.
Okay, so you just heard the first mix in the first ever Grey Era podcast from AEC. Uh, next one will be from myself, Pressure, and uh, just before it starts, we wanted to carry on the discussion a little bit and apologise if it's all a bit loose. We're just, we thought it was really important to have some stuff that's quite explanatory around it because there seems to be a lot of confusion. James and I were actually trying to find a term. We had a few that we were kind of talking about using for a while. I can't even remember them now. But anyway, like when I did that interview, the the tea interview and the podcast, the grey area thing kind of came out there. And, and it, actually, Sam and I had been talking a couple of nights before I did that interview about trying to find a name for, for the stuff that we're talking about. And we couldn't really come up with anything either. It was, was almost like, a happy accident, really, wasn't it? It was a very happy accident. I'm not trying to claim this big invention of a name. I'm really glad something came along like that, that people kind of latched onto because it was a natural thing that people just started talking about. And I wanted to make sure that people know that that mix I did, that is called the grey area mix. It isn't actually all grey area. Some of it is. But the thing was that the term didn't really exist when I made that mix. I was asked to do a mix for a techno blog. And I did like what my version of what I thought people would want to hear from what was around at the time. So it actually wasn't the first grey area mix. I consider this to be the first full grey area mix. Once we kind of had a term and everything and we had something to work with, the music from you guys started coming really thick and fast and the ideas seemed to really solidify around that time. James, Sam and and Anna, because you know, there's things like Anna's album that I consider grey area, that we consider grey area. But I think a pivotal record for everyone that came out and, and is kind of overlooked, but I think it's going to have its day is the Sam KDC Order and the Entity record on, on Auxiliary. And I think it's it was way ahead of its time. And I think people will pull, pull that out and go, okay, this was really important and I missed it. Because it has to be seen in context and it's only now that it's going to be seen in context because there's going to be a bunch of other stuff coming out in the next six months to a year that will make it make sense. I'm not trying to say to anyone that they slept on it or anything negative. I'm just saying that maybe it was a bit far ahead because there wasn't anything that really went with it that well. That's why people didn't get it so much, you know. Now I think that's going to change very soon. Sam, do you want to expand on that? About, about your ideas and like the sort of genesis of that EP? Yeah, I mean, most of that was written quite a while before it came out. I'm trying to think, actually, when did it even come out? We put it out in September 2014, and we actually had it done for about a year before that, but we had all the problems of ST Holdings, didn't we? Your mix on flight show where you kind of showcased it, that was what, February? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. February, February 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. In the summer 2014, 13 I think it was yeah it was I came and stayed for a month with James in San Diego we talked a lot about really where we were going to take things at a time we were having troubles with with ST holdings and we knew that we were maybe going to be limited to what we could do for a bit and we really wanted to you know kind of take things into into phase three of auxiliary as it were and um, one of the things that was really apparent is over the years our music had sort of got more and more aligned with with techno than from where it originally came from we kind of decided that that was something that that really we we needed to push so when i got back from san diego i was like sort of full of fresh ideas and that, and that's when that that ep came so two summers ago now 
like Jeff was saying, it was it was kind of strange because I wrote that EP and I was sort of playing it in clubs and stuff, and I was struggling to actually have stuff to mix it with because of the the timings and stuff. Yeah. The way the percussion is timed, it's like what we were saying earlier, like it's stuff that shouldn't work within the tempo, but you kind of make it fit that mold. It's something that we've both been doing for a while. I mean, there was tunes on on Out of Sync, which. What was that? Was that 2012 or 2013? Oh, things like on Nero Not. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't mix them with straight 170 tunes. You had to be creative. It's fun doing this stuff and like learning what tunes actually play with what. And it reminds me of when I first started to learn to DJ. Because I learned to DJ with hardcore. And you had to be very creative with what you got to mix. And it's that kind of thing again. The music that we were involved with, like the, the 170 scene or whatever, had become very linear and you could pretty much press play on the CDJ and turn the volume up and you knew that you had a tight mix, you know. DJing had, had kind of become really boring for me. You knew everything was written at 170, you knew everything would sit well with everything and you could mix anything with anything and it would sound okay. It just became too easy, man. And um, I'm not saying that this music has come about just because we wanted something more interesting to DJ or whatever, but it's kind of been, a, again, like a happy accident that that's happened. And, for me now, I'm, I'm mixing records and it's, it's actually really interesting and fun again and like, you know, you're waiting for a tune to be written that mixes with the next tune that mixes with the next tune or whatever. Yeah, well that's what it, something I discovered as well, like just recently before I went to Japan I was getting ready for that and when I was in Japan I kind of played half normal steppy stuff and then half of all this new stuff and actually when I played in Dommune pretty much the whole set was this kind of stuff. I had to train myself to DJ again in a different way, you know, like that than I have done for years. And it, it was really similar when I first started mixing and I transferred from hip hop to techno. It was really different. It was a learning curve. And it was the same like that. Like there was a whole lot of ASC tunes that were made just before I went to Japan. And it actually made me stop and spend a lot of time getting to know them. Like you say, with drum and bass, it had got to the point where you you knew how the tunes were going to go. It's become really exciting again for me mixing this stuff, you know, and like you say, it's a more creative feeling. I guess I was lucky in the fact that I went to Japan and got a crowd like that to test out those tunes with because I saw a response to them like the week after they were made. There's an EP from James that will be coming out on Red Seal and to me a really important EP because it shows a really strong direct connection to techno. Like you get that feeling mixing it of techno, you know. It's basically fast techno, isn't it? It's techno it's, at 170. Or slow techno. I feel really lucky that I got to have that opportunity to play that stuff as it was made to a receptive crowd and actually see it. Like in Tokyo, I was cautious about going into that stuff because it was quite a big crowd in Tokyo. And a lot of people came up afterwards and said, hey, that stuff you played in the second half, why didn't you play it for the whole set? And I was like, now you tell me. <laughs> yeah. And just getting back to, I wanted to clarify, like for me, the gray area term Although it's turned slowly turned into this amalgamation of all their ideas, the um, the beginning of it, the actual idea came from conversations that I had with Enna, like in 2013 when we were putting together his album, and it's to do with um, it's a Japanese way of thinking, and he's actually got a tune called Grey Area on his album, and you know he's been doing a lot of stuff that it's included in this in this kind of yeah i agree discussion. i think it's a, a very important part of what we're doing now 
things like Bigfoot and stuff like that. He was, you know, he was ex really experimenting, one of the few people that was really experimenting. And I saw him come to play in Berlin and play a whole set of that kind of stuff. And people were bemused, you know, they were like, I I'm not really sure what this music is, you know. And, yeah. and, and he's in his own little world and it's just such a great creative world and I'm stoked to have him contributing to this as well you know I think something we've also got to say is this thing isn't closed off we're not saying these are the only people that can ever make this music we all want to hear other people make it but we want to hear people with individual voices, you know? You just don't want the whole sort of carbon copy business. And that was the problem with when Auxiliary became its own thing after the whole autonomic thing. It just became like people were sending us tracks which were just copies of me, SimpSense or Sam, and thinking that was, you know, what we wanted to hear when in truth that's the opposite of what we want to hear because we've already got that covered. And the thing is that, that if you're going to copy Sam, if you're going to copy AUC, if you're going to copy Inner, it's going to be really obvious because these guys, I'm a fan talking here, and these guys have developed uh, their own sound over so many years of sitting there and toiling away. And this is what we want other people to be doing is to be creating their own voice as opposed to taking someone else's voice and using the mic. It's not about that. It's about doing something original. Yeah, I feel that's very important, and I really, really, truly hope that we do unearth some amazing producers doing some mind-blowing stuff in the grey area. I really do. Okay, so this is my mix. I really enjoyed putting it together. It's the first time I've really sat down and put together a full grey area style mix, so hope you enjoy it.
Okay, that was my mix. I wanted to, just before we get onto Sam's mix and kind of closing off this thing, I wanted to say Grey Area also has a label as an outlet for the purest kind of Grey Area stuff, the most kind of progressive stuff out of the lot really. We've actually already got the first three releases basically sorted out and the first one's at Master. The lacquer will be cut this week and it should be out in like six to seven weeks. So look out for that. We're really excited about this label. It's a collaborative label between Auxiliary and Samurai and we've been talking about doing a collaborative label for a long time and it's the first time something's come up we felt we could really work together on. Hey James. Yeah, it's exciting really. I mean, I'm happy to be just curating it with both you guys and just the amount of music we've got already for it is just mind-blowing and it's just really exciting. And I really like the whole anonymous artist idea as well. I know some are going to be upset about but I think that's kind of ties into the sort of the mystery of the of the whole grey area thing as well. I mean, people will be able to probably figure it out if they do I'm, it. Yeah, I'm sure the, they will. Do their homework. Yeah, it's interesting to note and hear that, I don't know if you remember James, but when I first started Horror, that was what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so for the final mix um, and on the first Grey Area podcast, of course, Sam KDC. Sam, I know uh, all of us, all three of us have had really, really deep conversations about what Grey Area is. And some of the times we haven't agreed. And, you know, it's been all three of us not agreeing, but we've all kind of channeled the best of our ideas and for the common good now and I think it's really become something exciting that's going to hopefully blossom. So yeah. tell us tell us what you think, what your idea, because <clears throat> I know there's something in this mix that you really want to put in that um, kind of is almost like an oral description of what you wanted the music to end up being. It actually starts a while back. I used to put on parties with some guys in the city that I was living in back then and um, sort of wanted to do something a bit different. We were sort of putting on, you know, pretty standard nights and I wanted to do something what I considered to be a bit more interesting and something that I was kind of feeling a bit more. So I, I worked with a friend and we basically came up with uh, with a concept. And in April 2009, we put on this party, it was called Cohesion. And we got Ed Rush and Comics to play techno sets. And um, we actually ended up only having Guy from Comics. And he was a good friend of the of the guy that I was doing the night with. And um, we used to hang out quite a bit. Like we used to drive Guy to comics gigs very much at the time that he was really sort of making the transition into techno himself. And uh, it was a really inspiring time for me. I mean, this is sort of like late 2007, 2008, early 2009. Because he was very responsible for sort of getting me heavily into techno, something that I'd always liked and listened to basically sort of every other week we get a folder from him of new techno to listen to artist recommendations all the time and that was one of the things that sort of kick-started the idea to do this night and to to book guy to to play a techno set from there really like that's when i started to want to play techno in my in my sets there was the mix that was a, a live recording from a gig that i did and uh, electronic explorations used it for for one of their podcasts I was still at this point where I kind of had this this frustrating thing of the only way to move from 170 to techno was to, you know, either use some kind of ambient interlude or have like very much like a stop-start thing. So over the last couple of years, one of the things that I wanted to do was find a way to sort of seamlessly move from 170 to techno without having a, you know, have this this stop-start thing without having to bring the vibe completely down. And, and um, 
since we've been working on the grey area stuff, like, you know, me and James were experimenting a lot with this with this idea. James kind of cracked the code, as it were, of like what we were talking about, like things working in the tempo that, that shouldn't. And we kind of realized that that we could do it. And we both worked for probably about a year till we till we had it perfect where you could do this, where you could move from 170 into techno seamlessly. So yeah, like you were saying, at the, at the end of my mix, there's a techno tune in there just to sort of to show that for me, in a way, that's where it came from and that's what it's come to. And you know, now we're expanding on that. And it's it's just a, you know, it's another level to it that we can now do that, move between those two tempos seamlessly without having to drop the ball as it were.
episode. We've come to the end of the first ever Grey Area podcast with mixes from myself, Pressure, AC, and Sam KDC. And I hope some of this chat has helped everyone see what Grey Area is from our perspective. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the music. We're going to try and do these podcasts every time we have a release or something very exciting happens with the Grey Area music usually releases and I, I would say you're going to be surprised at the frequency of releases coming out on the Grey Area label because it's a really exciting time for these guys with them making their music and I'd say there's going to be a lot to put out so hope you can keep up with it. Mm-hmm.